Folks, you don't want to miss this week's episode. We've got Massachusetts farm girl turned fitness influencer, Nikki Zaka. Folks, her story is incredible. It will lift you off of your feet. Stay tuned. Nikki, welcome. Let's get it started. So, last name. Zaka or Zaka? Zaka. Boom. Yeah. Home run. How it's spelled. Yeah. Nikki. Yep. That's your legal born name written on your... Nicole. Nicole. But I don't look like a Nicole, feel like a Nicole. Who says? Don't go by Nicole. Hmm. I don't like it. You know, I know a couple Nicoles. You know, I can't say you look like any of them. I don't know. <laughs> well, you got it's a great too, point. It's too formal for me. And you're... Informal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Have you always been like that? Pretty much. I'd chill. Chill. Just relax. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know something that's interesting because I'll tell you what, when you peruse your social media accounts, you, you, you seem like, like you're ready to go. Let's do this. Jumping in ice buckets, working out. <laughs> Hurry up. Let's get some. And then here you are. Very chill. <laughs> Most chill. Wow. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, workouts are probably more intense or I don't like I get serious at times, but yeah, pretty much chill. <laughs> Go with the flow. Well, that's good. That's good. Really good. Good for you too. Because I think everybody needs a little more chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of them. I've way too much coffee. Yeah. You jacked up right now? Oh, so jacked up. <laughs> I really am way jacked up. I don't like have a pot of coffee. Oh God! And a multivitamin. Yeah. So, so Nikki, not Nicole. Nikki, what is your uh, what's your story? Ah, so that is a very broad question, but um, I for how I got into fitness. Uh huh. Well, see, there's no wrong answer here. You can tell me about whatever you'd like. Uh, okay. So, how I got into all of this like side hustle and fitness stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an athlete pretty much my whole life, but I was never really into the gym. Didn't really know my way around or anything. Was kind of the chubby one growing up. And then um, I did do diving when I was little, but I when I went to college at UNH. Uh, I was actually a lifeguard there and saw a meet and was like, I really actually miss that, the diving. So Hmm. asked the coach if I could like do a tryout, ended up walking on the team. Um, It's division one. So you get a lifting coach, a nutritionist, uh, all the things you're training like twice a day. I mean, it's intense. Yeah. Um, So without really meaning to, I lost 25 pounds and just ended up from like lifting nutritionist all the coaches that we had learning about all of that in the gym um and really just fell in love with the process because I wasn't going in to really try to lose weight or lose fat or like look a certain way it was really just I was building strength and I realized that I could set high goals for myself and like crush those and felt really good about myself yeah and developed that self-confidence and ended up really loving my body when I've always been picking myself apart and hating everything about it. (laughs) Um, So I ended up posting a transformation picture in college. That was back right when Instagram was like kind of getting started coming up. Um, 2009. 
It was, I... Wow, guess. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I was, I graduated high school 2011, so it was probably around 24, 13, 14-ish. Mm. Um, and that kind of blew up because it was just good timing, I think. Mm. And so I started just going with the momentum. People were asking me, how did you do it? I started coaching people on the side, which was a good side hustle at college and yeah. everything. Um, when I moved to Austin, it I started working more with brands and companies and products and gyms, like just loving working with brands and stuff instead of doing the personal coaching. Any come to mind when you tell it part of the story? I work with F45 South Shore yeah. and True Fusion South Austin, probably the longest actually here oh, right yeah. now. Jeremy and uh, what's his wife's name there? Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Love them. Um, great community there. Previous podcast guests, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll have to listen to Small those. World. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then I just live by myself and kind of dabble at different gyms. And like, I have friends that are all personal trainers or like teach classes. So I like to go to a lot of different gyms now, yeah. but shifted my focus more to that instead of the one-on-one -on -one coaching. I still do that a little bit on the side. Um, mm -hmm. But the fitness journey kind of shifted too, because uh, COVID started I didn't mean to do this, but went way too hard on, I started working out more and not eating uh, more what to happened? like go over that. What happened to the food? Uh, I just like stayed where I was at and what I was doing with food wise, but yeah. like working out a ton more because oh. you're trapped at home and there's nothing else to do type of thing. I got a home gym during yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that ended up, really messing up my hormones. My stress levels were through the, through the roof, like cortisol levels and everything. So that's when I started looking at all my labs and realizing I finally look the way that I want, but I'm not healthy anymore. Um, so I've been trying to reverse all of that now. So having that mind shift of growing up and being the chubby one and always wanting to shrink myself and now reversing that, I'm doing like a mini bulk reverse diet right now, trying to get like happy, healthy hormones again, back on track. Um, so that's been kind of a huge mind shift now too. And you know, I've got so many questions. Holy <laughs> smokes. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's, that is something else. What a journey. The long-winded answer. Let me, let me ask you. So what, so 2013-ish yeah. is when you, you started tapping into the fitness space. Yeah. Right. Yeah, now you're now you're fully immersed in it. <laughs> I I like to think I'm always learning, always growing. It's a journey. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, you said you were always the, the Let's talk a little bit about the psychology and the self talk here. You said you were the chubby one for a little while, and, and keep in mind with this chat, I feel like we're going to help a lot of people. That's the whole goal of this, right? Um, what I try to do, helping through storytelling. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, uh, the chubby one compared to, to who in whose, whose eyes? Was, it, was, was anybody saying this to you by chance or was it simply you telling you that back then? I think both. Um, mm. I, yeah, I would be, I do have like one memory um, actually coming back from college when I was my skinnier self uh, and one of my good guy friends that been friends with him 
I don't even know how many years, like really close to me. He was dating one of my best friends at the time. Didn't mean anything bad by it. I think he meant it in a positive way, but it stuck with me. And he was like, Nikki, you look amazing. My mom actually said a few years ago when she grows up and like gets into her body, she's going to be beautiful. And oh, I was like, a compliment without a compliment. It's a compliment, but it was also like, oh, so like I was the ugly chubby one kind of and then like mm. grew into like I wasn't beautiful back then but now that I'm skinny I look beautiful to other people mm. yeah. it was little comments <laughs> like that but yeah. also just um like always being the best friend never the person somebody's interested in it's out of my friend group looking around I'm friends with all these athletes that look amazing and then I don't look that way type of thing. So it was both. I'm sure it's a internal thing, but also just who you hang out with and looking at other people. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a big difference, doesn't it? I think just being a girl too. <laughs> it's yeah. hard growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Throwing it back. 2000. Gosh, I don't even know. I was a little bit, uh, a little bit on the hefty side as well growing up. Yeah. <laughs> The ninth grade hit, and I got a bicycle. I asked for a bicycle for my birthday oh, nice. because I didn't want to be inside the house. Yeah. Because I didn't like being inside the house. So I, I, I'd go everywhere on that thing. Miles and miles, 100 miles a day on yeah. a BMX bike. Yeah. That's and I awesome. shaped up. Changed my life. Yeah. I think walking in college, honestly, because you walk well, everywhere. Yeah. So that really helped a lot, too. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Now let's get on the hormone side of things because that just that light bulb just went off right now. You said you you had unhealthy levels. How does one know? Other than a doctor saying your levels are unhealthy, what is? It? How do you know? So like when during COVID, yeah. So there's a couple different ways. I knew something was wrong when I lost my period for a couple months. Mm. Wasn't pregnant, knew that, um, and so I. Went to my gyno, was told her what's going on. She was like, oh, I, I wouldn't really worry about it type of thing, but I knew something was wrong. Um, mm. And so I ended up getting labs done. I was not producing any testosterone or estrogen myself. My body was not producing anything anymore. I did not have any sex hormones. Mm. Um, I went off birth control trying to, I know it takes a, like a year or so after that to kind of regulate it's been over three years, still nothing. Um, keep getting lab tests done. I am getting healthier. My hormones, I'm actually producing uh, estrogen and testosterone again. So that's really good, um, but still not back. So I'm still doing other tests right now to try to figure out what's going on. But at least my hormones are getting better because I'm eating more healthy fats. I'm eating more in general. Like I was working out probably burning over 2000 calories a day but only eating like 1500 and that's years of doing that or like under eating for so long that my body just like the metabolism shot I was tired all the time I honestly I just got my hair cut yesterday and my hairdresser was like every time you come back in now your hair is so much more healthy from when you first started coming in it was falling out it was thin and braille like when I was growing up my hair was thick curly um 
very like you voluminous. Uh, she did. Yes. She did. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, and then it, it was like horrible went for a couple of years. And I, that is because I was not giving myself the proper nutrients that my body needs. And I was hardly eating carbs, hardly mm. eating any healthy fats. It was just like protein veggies, like that's not it. a lot. Yeah. Um, not good. And it's definitely not good for hormones. How many calories is like, uh, I, I, let's say someone lists for an hour and a half, right? Yep. How many calories is someone like that that doesn't really walk all that much in their job, burn a day? Uh, well, that there's a lot Range. of answers to that. Yeah, I know. I know it's kind of huge, right? But let's <laughs> well, because say... like if you're talking about a 5'2 petite person like me, mm-hmm. if I go for a lift, for an hour lift, I'm burning about 200 calories. 200 versus okay. if like, like my boyfriend goes and he's like six foot and like jacked, he's probably burning like 400, 400. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it depends on the person doing it too. That's just um, during that workout. Yeah. Okay. And then what about kind of regular Neat. day activities? Yeah. How many- well, that's the trick because, and that's what I'm trying to get back to and remind myself the most calories that you're burning per day is just what you're doing around the house. Like if you're walking around, if you're doing chores, your body, honestly digesting food, mm. you're burning the most calories during all of that p- portion of your day. You hardly burn any calories when you're actually doing a workout. That's such a minimal part of it. Um, but you, so if you are doing like walk more, if you're parking farther back from the grocery store or something, doing all those things really add up Yeah, and it is that like neat part of your day that you're burning more calories than your actual workout. Mm. But I was doing like three workouts a day, so I was burning a lot more calories. Yeah. How long were they? Uh, I mean, not a ton. I would wake up, do a little like cardio workout during lunch for a break during work, do another like Mm. either workout or walk or something, and then lifting at night after work. And the overall, now looking back on it, where you are now looking back, what was the purpose of that cycle? What was the purpose? What would you say it was? Or like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Because I would, I mean, you know, I lift perhaps to simply, I don't know, be strong and I, it's fun. That's and what you one, should and be. It's once, yeah. And it's once a day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the right mindset to have. And that's what I'm getting back to is focusing more on strength and aesthetics and how I look. So you're saying at the time it wasn't because of the getting fun strong. and strong. It was something else. It was one, I used to go into the office every day Mm -hmm. and then I started doing a work from home job. So just working from home, which I had more time in the day. I didn't have to get up and go to the office or anything. So instead I woke up and did a walk and get moving. And like, I honestly felt better when I did that for the rest of the day. I liked waking up with movement. Um, And then I would be working for what four hours or something and be like I need a break my break instead of like just meditating or like doing a little stretch or whatever you might want to do like hanging out just eat lunch casually yeah lunch I would go out and do another like hour walk and just like uh 
It was honestly a stress relief for me. Every every workout is kind of my me time. It helps me get back into a meditation space. It is helpful for my mindset and it just makes my body feel good. Like working Mm. out is that for me. And so Mm. when everything was getting shut down with COVID, I'm getting more stress but I'm doing something stressful for my body. Like working out is putting stress on your body. Yeah. And so you shouldn't try to fight stress with more stress. I was doing HIIT workouts probably like five or six days a week, plus the lifting, plus walks and stuff. And you you just don't need to put that much added stress on your body. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Hmm. Okay. Let's throw it back. Where did you grow up? In a little town in Massachusetts. How little? Uh, there was like probably, I guess, medium size compared to who you asked, but like 199 people in my graduating class. It's like a of high school? little farm town. Farm town? Yeah. What was the biggest town close by? Uh, Worcester? Do you, so are you from Mass? No. Oh, because nobody knows Massachusetts. Um, oh. If you know, like, Natick is the biggest Natick. one, probably, like, a half hour away. How do you away. spell that? Natick? Yeah. N-A-T-I-C-K. Oh, the T. Natick. No, I never heard of Natick. Um, Massachusetts. Is that towards the coast? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Not the state of Massachusetts, but Nate, wherever you came, grew up. Is that close, uh, close to the uh, coast? Like, an hour away. Okay. Okay. Oh, what's, what's the Berkshires? Were you by the Berkshires? No. Okay. (laughs) All right, so you grew up over there. Uh, You went through the same school system your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your friend group. Yep. You know any of them? Do I know my friends? Still? From there? Yeah. From growing up? One of them moved down here to Austin. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What's her name? Sarah. Sarah? She's your best friend for life? Oh, she's probably going to be one of my best friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess she can't predict the future. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's cool. So after after you graduated high school, you went off to college. Um, for for what did you do while you were in school? Like, what did I study? Yeah, business. Business. So I was a dual major in management and marketing. Oh, okay. Do you use that? Ish. Mm. Is it helpful? I'm in. I'm a sale, full-time sales tech rep or tech sales rep for Dell. No, for uh, Anaplan. Which what was that? It is a company that helps with enterprise planning, connected planning. Oh, I don't know what that means. Even <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like for when your finance division's trying to do forecasting and everything, they need certain numbers from sales, from supply chain, from um, HR to do forecasting. And so we help bring all of the different lines of businesses Mm. to be able to plan in one platform together. Gee, okay. Just some business alignment right there. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, okay. Hmm. Yeah, what an interesting life. And what brought you here to Texas? 
uh, a job actually. So I used to work at Oracle. Um, yeah. When I did the business development program up in Boston and when I was eligible to become an actual account executive, I wanted to move somewhere else because I've been in New England my whole life. My whole family pretty much stays there. Nobody really moves. So I was like, want to experience something else. And uh, it was either between Austin or, uh, or was it Santa Monica, California? Dang. But... I love the beach, so I did want to do California, but I they don't do cost of living, so I'd be getting paid the same for each one. Wow. And I was like, well, I've heard good things about Austin, so I'm just going to go for it. Did not know anybody here. Never been to Texas before in my life. Just moved here. <laughs> wow. Wow. For how long? Uh, it's over six years now, so going on seven years. I thought I'd come down for like a year or two check it out, feel it out. I was like, I can always go home if I want to and ended up falling in love with the city and staying here. Yeah. Where yeah. are you from? Uh, New York. Ah, so yeah. kind of similar. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lived in Chicago for a little while. Lived in San Diego for two and a half years. Oh, that's another one I love. Yeah, isn't it awesome? San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part of San Diego? The beach. <laughs> you got a particular <laughs> beach in mind? Mm, no, I did think that it's just like a similar vibe to Austin, but it's on the beach. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Minus the tech. They need more tech out there. <laughs> well, everybody's coming down to Austin, so. Yeah. The new Silicon Valley. It is. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. So where can, some, where can somebody find you on the weekends? What kind, of, what kind of things do you typically like to do for yourself? Like you out there, like hopping around the gyms, saying all the gym people. Are you talking to cl uh, clients? What's what? What's some of your favorite awesome hotspots and things for you? Uh, depends on the weekend. I know. Dep oh. Well, because like the last few weekends were South by Southwest, so hitting oh, yeah, all dude. the pop ups and everything. I like to explore that. Mm. Trying to listen to some music, maybe tonight. Um, yeah, it is last hanging day. out with uh, friends, doing game nights and stuff. Game nights, or like for my thirtieth birthday, we rented a party bus, went out to some of the distilleries in Hill Country. Um, Whoa! I do like being a grandma and just being home and sleeping you at ten p.m. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's like a record. What that's can a, you that's do? a world record. That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> so it just depends on how I'm feeling and what's going on that weekend. Yeah, yeah, true that. True that. Well the crowd the crowd wants to know what your what your go to uh restaurant is here in town. Restaurant. Okay, yeah. so the first thing I have to say is I'm probably not the best person to ask about restaurants. I have a million food allergies. Yeah. Um, and so it's pretty hard for me to go out to eat at restaurants, but oh, I yeah, do. Yeah, like no nuts. Yep. No nuts, no citrus, no most seeds I'm allergic to, wheat, soy. Um, so it's pretty limited and Whoa. it's kind of to the point where I know what I like to eat and I could probably make it for much cheaper and how I actually like to eat it at home by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I do go out sometimes, uh, and so I do like like Mexican restaurants and stuff. I love Iron Cactus. I love. They have an Iron Cactus here. Yeah. Where? Uh, there's one on Sixth Street. There's what? Yeah. Dang, that place rocks. I've been yeah. the one on the Riverwalk in San Antonio. Uh, yeah, I actually like the one in Austin better. What makes San it better? Antonio. 
Just the food was better. The food was better. To me. <laughs> I believe you. They do like brunch and stuff too, which is really good. Dang. But yeah. On a Sunday. Yeah. That's pretty much the only time you can ever get brunch. No, people do brunch like all the time here. R- restaurants do? Yeah. They have a brunch menu on a Tuesday? Probably some of them. Pull Most my leg. of them are like Saturday, Sunday, I would say, but mm. I do like a good brunch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we covered a little bit about your past. You grew up in, in the the farmlands of Massachusetts. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, your family. Yep. Z- Zaka. Yep. What is that? Middle Eastern. You're kidding me. Nope. Did you grow up on a farm? Mm, but right next door to one. Um, right next door to one. How'd yeah. your folks land on farmland Massachusetts? How'd they get to Medway? I honestly don't know. <laughs> You didn't ask them? No. I mean, all of our extended family is like right around us. So they're pretty oh. much all in Massachusetts in different towns. Got it. So we were very tight knit, like with my cousins growing up. I have a big family on my dad's side, at least for um, like very big Middle Eastern family that all lives around each other. That's cool. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I miss my family. The only thing I really miss is that I say, um, coming from Massachusetts or Boston, people are like, are you ever going to go back? And I was like, I don't miss the winters. Like, I love Austin and everything. If it had an ocean in my family, it would be perfect. Mm. I just miss the beach. Yeah, seriously. Well, did Massachusetts, yeah, Massachusetts has beaches? My parents, actually, when I go back, yeah. they live in um, South Shore right now. So they live right on the water. So I go back Whoa. in the summertime to visit them. Wow. What a difference from, yeah. from farmland to, to living on the water. Yeah. It's amazing. It's fun. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. Dang. No, they're living their best life. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like you're on the rebound of, of, of uh, several years long worth of... of mm, I'd say it was, it was a challenge, right? Mm. Would you say chalk it up to a challenge? It's still a challenge. It's still a challenge? Yeah. Tell, tell us more about that because I think there's going to be some people that can commiserate out there and perhaps learn from what you're going through. What makes it a challenge today? Today is the mindset, I think, is the biggest challenge just because, um, like I was kind of alluding to earlier, when you're growing up, especially as a young girl, being told you're beautiful if you're skinny, you are more popular if you're skinny, if you look a certain way and stuff. And so you're always trying to get smaller or reduce yourself. Mm. And then I finally got to where I felt super confident and comfortable myself. And I loved the way that I looked mm-hmm. and it was too far. And so was, mm. trying to get back to a healthy body fat, body weight and healthy hormones get everything kind of corrected on the inside before I can start focusing on what I look like again. So more focusing on strength and trying to build myself right now compared to, it was just a a really big switch there of like, um, I have to focus more on working out to feel good, to build strength instead of Oh, working out so I look a certain way and mm. people will trust me because I built this whole following and Instagram on how I look type of thing, which is probably just an internal 
conversation that I'm having. Um, I like to think I bring more to the table than how I look (laughs) and people are drawn to me for more than that. But it is kind of a getting that switch in your head um, and just looking in the mirror and seeing the changes. Like I'm 20 pounds up right now. And so seeing that difference, even if other people can't really see it or if they're trying to make me feel better and saying stuff, but it really is like a huge change in trying to find that self-confidence and really quiet the inner inner critic in myself, like when I'm looking at myself or how I feel and everything. So uh, it's just shifting really trying to get stronger, trying to feel good instead of look good. How do you know you've accomplished what you're seeking to accomplish right now? I think my labs will hopefully show that I'm healthy and uh, on the right track. So that's physically healthy. That's physically healthy, right? How do you know that you're in a place to where you're unshakable? when it comes to self-talk and and influence of others? I don't think you'll ever be at that place. I don't think you can be unshakable. I mean, maybe, I think it's also a very different conversation for men versus females. Mm. Um, I think as women, we're always kind of the biggest critic of ourselves Mm. um, and always comparing ourselves to others, even though, we're trying not to, or even if like on Instagram, you're seeing all those people like that seem super confident and that they have all of their shit together. Yeah. Sorry if I'm not supposed to swear on this. Like, yeah, okay. swear. Swear <laughs> um, yeah. But usually underneath it all, it, like we all have that inner self talk that's critiquing something. So mm. I think it will always be a journey of trying to improve that and get better. Um, I think like anybody else, I have good days and I have bad days, but mm-hmm. having more good days and bad days is kind of the goal. And when I do hear myself doing that self-talk or any of that negativity, it's just switching that narrative. Um, so that's really what I'm working on right now. On your darkest days. Yeah. I call them dark days. I've, for myself, you know, you talked about everybody's got bad days. It's called darkness. And uh, what, what would you say, where would you say that you pull your, strength from on those days when you're like, no, you know what? This is just one of those days. I gotta get through it and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. Where, where does that come from? Uh, I think a couple different things. So I always like to remind myself I've already been through this. Like I've already proven that I can do hard shit. I can get through it. Um, I've transformed my body before and I've done it Like maybe I went too far eventually, but I've done it in a healthy way. And I was very strong and felt good and looked good for a good amount of time. I can do that again. I just need to find the right path. So I kind of use myself as motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just knowing what can calm you and what makes you feel good. Like I know if I get out in nature and I do a hike or a walk and I'm just kind of with myself and my thoughts, I feel really good. Um, If I have some anger to get out or anything, if I do a lift or a hit workout, I'm going to feel good after. Like just knowing what makes you feel good and what can help you change that mindset. Honestly, on sunny days, if I'm feeling bad, just 
go to the pool and get some sunshine. Like sun does amazing things too and makes you happy. So um, being around your friends that you know can uplift you and um, loved ones or your significant other, like just having that support system. So I think there's a bunch of different things, but just knowing what works for you. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was really well said. <laughs> Thank you. That's helpful. <laughs> it is. It's like, it can be simple. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. People overcomplicate a lot of things, but most, oh, do they? most of life is pretty simple. I do it too. It's not like a projecting yeah, yeah, yeah. on other no, people. No, no, no. I do that all the time and I have yeah. to remind hmm. myself like every day. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What do you look up to? Oh, a lot of people. Um, I mean, honestly, my parents a lot, um, which I think helps because they, like I said, live in their best lives right now. That's what I want in the future. Um, I think they've always been my go-to for how I want a relationship to be and look like. Um, and I think they've done created a really great life for themselves that they're happy. So yeah. that's kind of my go-to for how I want my future to look like. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot to say about that. Yeah. And I think like certain athletes growing up, I've always looked up to, um, depending on what sport I'm doing. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's people in the community, honestly, that I've met here in Austin specifically, that I see them, they're doing amazing stuff and it really inspires me and I want to be around them and around people that make me better and challenge me like that. So mm. that's honestly why I love Austin so much. Who comes to mind first when you think of that? Oh, there's a lot of them. Um, I think when I first moved here and started meeting people, um, I ended up meeting a lot of people, honestly, from like True Fusion and stuff. Yeah. Um, how to meet Friends, when I first moved here, I would go I on. I seen you over at True Fusion because I was there when I first opened. Probably because like I am. Um, so the yoga director there was actually, I worked with her at Core Power Yoga when I lived up north. And then when she was starting True Fusion, she was like, you should come check this out. So mm. I did all of the like community workouts before they first opened too. Yeah. Um, and that's when I met a lot of people that uh, kind of branched out. I met like, um, if you know, Erin... She, Finley, she used yeah. to work. So CJ's wife. I met CJ through her and I've literally met. I think, CJ was on our podcast. Really? I've met like <laughs> literally the whole Austin fitness community through Erin and CJ, I feel like. Wow. Um, so like all of the Squatch community and stuff, but CJ's killing it. He's one of the people that comes to mind. I think yeah. that's amazing what he's built mm -hmm. from the ground up. And I think from seeing him develop from all those years ago is so cool. Um, like Morgan and Jeremy, what they've done with True Fusion yeah. is so awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of women that come to mind that are also my close friends um, that I don't know if people would Sarah? know names. Sarah does mean a lot to me because I've known her since I was a baby. <laughs> um, I've had a couple other friends that moved down here, but the, it is just like a lot of people that are doing their own thing and it's like, wow, I really want to have that motivation and um, kind of create something for myself like that too. Speaking of creating something for yourself like that, anything specific come to mind for future projects? 
I'm still trying to figure everything out, I feel like. Um, I, I get asked this a lot because I don't want to quit my corporate job. I am one of those people that I actually kind of enjoy that side and having that, one, the stability, but also I learn a ton from being in that sales side, like joining this new company. Um, I just joined in uh, January and it's a very complex sale. It is very complex technology. Yeah. And I'm talking to C-level executives or VPs at these massive enterprise companies. What is a C-level? Like CEO, um, CFO, like chief financial. executive? No. No? It's just like chief executive officer, <laughs> chief financial okay. officer. C-level. Yeah. The letter C. Yeah. For, okay. Great. So it's all the executives yeah. from each line of business, like supply chain, sales, finance, and I'm having to learn to speak their language mm. and have those business conversations of how to transform their business. I'm learning a ton and I love that. And so that does challenge me and it excites me. But I also have my side hustle yeah. of health and fit fitness and wellness that I have so many goals for myself that I want to work with specific brands or companies and kind of build my own, my own brand, personal brand. Your own personal brand. Yeah. For the overall goal of? Just. Oh. I don't. Oh. <laughs> I'm having fun. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like building a personal brand so people feel comfortable coming to me and uh, seek my advice or want to work with me. And I actually find extreme joy in connecting people and networking. So um, all of the brands that I work with and then when I go to different community workouts and different people, I love connecting people to be able to help each other out and kind of seeing that blossom too. So, mm. okay. I, what, if I'm going to use an analogy, you're putting all the ingredients in the soup pot. Not sure what kind of soup it's going to make yeah. <laughs> yet, but it's going to be good. You know it, right? I, it's in alignment I, with who you are. Yeah. And well, I'm trying to, the difficult thing is I don't have a clear vision and exactly path of what I want to do. So I know I have to kind of go more internal to figure that out if I do want to do something different with my life. Mm. Well, I think there's a lot to say in the activities that you do on a daily basis and the environment you surround yourself with in. Yeah. <laughs> that, you, that you put yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be in alignment with with so let's say this you wake up tomorrow and you're ready to make that change or what have you right yeah you've already built up the foundation it seems would you say or no depending what i want to do but yeah well, it's i'd not like, like to you can go ahead and be a a, a bakery owner yeah. because, you know <laughs> like or, or am i or would you? Who knows? Who, really? Who knows it's at that this point. No, I'm no. kidding. Oh. It will probably, if I ever do something, it will be in health, wellness, fitness. I just, mm. and that's why I want to continue to learn and grow. And I'm still always on my journey is what I say, because I've gone from really being kind of focused on 
the gym and working out and all of that. And then I shifted and was like, I really want to learn more about nutrition and how what I'm putting into my body affects what I'm doing. And then had this whole thing of I'm kind of still obsessed with all the labs and figuring out your own health data and how to optimize your body and live longer and all of that. And so I keep learning new things every year to kind of put into the tool belt um, and everything excites me. So I don't know mm. what way I would want to go. That's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but that's why huh. I kind of love what I'm doing right now because I do have that. I'm working my full-time job and then everything in health and fitness right now is just pure enjoyment for me and fun. Yeah. And there's no pressure to make money or a living off of it. So that's why I'm sticking with that routine because I don't want to put that pressure where I feel like I need to be making a certain amount of money to pay my bills or like trying to sell people on stuff. It's like, I want to be talking to people and helping people because I love to do that and have those conversations. Mm. And you get to do that. Yeah. And you are doing it right now. And okay. Well, that's fantastic. Makes me happy. Yeah. Not many people can say they've got something like that. I'm lucky. Well, I would say lucky, but also I've worked my ass off to get to here. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah, you create the luck or something like there's a saying out there. I will say it was pretty lucky, like the transformation timing and everything. So Mm. I think there's a little bit of luck to everything, but it's also you make your own and whatever you're you're working hard and putting the most, whatever you're watering the most is going to grow the most. It's like a Mark Cuban statement right there. Nice work. Nice work. Yeah. Wow. Who's somebody that you want to talk to that you haven't got to talk to yet? In general? That's alive. Oh. If you could sit down with them, pick their brain for an hour, really connect, who would it be? I would have to think about that. My last guest said Oprah. That's a good one. You know where she lives? She lives in somewhere in California, Montecito. Some big old mansion. (laughs) You know how I know? Because I wrote her a letter this morning. See if she'd be willing to t- chat with my podcast guest. I'm guessing it's too early to know if she... Yeah, I didn't actually mail it Yeah, <laughs> It's written. I have to print it. Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of people in the health and wellness space, but... Tony. The- Tony. Tony Robbins. Love Robbins? him. Oh, who are you thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy from P90X. Oh. What's his name? Is it Tony? I think it is Tony, but... He kind of creeped me out, to be honest. He did? <laughs> He's like too oh. much energy. Oh. Oh. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> that wasn't, it was just some <laughs> of the videos. Would be. I think Tony Robbins would honestly be on that list, though. What I would think. you ask him? Um, oh, I'd have a million questions. He's amazing, though, just like his mindset and everything. I think all the people that I listen to their podcasts, honestly, like Jay Shetty would be on that list. Um, he wrote a book, right? He's he did. Uh, Lewis Howes, love his podcast. Mm. Um, Tim B- or Tom Bilyeu and Lisa. I love both of them, but their mindsets are just amazing. Yeah. Um, Navy SEALs, Jocko. Yeah. <laughs> his mindset's amazing. 
I love, I don't know, you probably don't listen to Girls Gotta Eat, but I love both of them. So they would be fun to talk to just for chits and gigs, but they're like more comedians. <laughs> Girls Gotta Eat. Yeah. Are they podcast hosts? Yeah. Thought so. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a fun podcast. Hmm. Okay. And let's say, let's say there's one message that hundred years from now, you're going to look back and be grateful that you got to share it with people. What would that message be today? Um, I mean, there's so many quotes that come to mind, honestly, a few of them. One that I just heard again that really hit home because I'm going through some health stuff. It was like, everything seems so important until your health is gone. And then you realize the only thing that's truly important is your health. So that one hit home for me. Mm. Um, and honestly, I think I forget the exact quote, but it was pretty much people won't remember you for the things that you do or say, or what you didn't do. They remember you for how you make them feel. So I always try to keep that in the back of my mind too. Cause I just want to make people feel good and feel confident. Yeah. That's powerful. It's really good. I thought so. You're patting yourself on the back over here. No, they're not you my mem- quotes. Yeah, but you memorize them <laughs> like a champ. I don't know if that was word for word for you. It sounded them, like but... it if it wasn't. Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice job. Uh, and how do people reach out to you? What if they want to pick your brain? What if they want to yeah. meet with you or have you coach them on things? I would say the biggest one is Instagram. So get fit with underscore N-I-K-K. N-I. KK. Yep. Get, Get fit, fit with, with Nick. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, <laughs> you heard it here first. Chill Nikki. Chill Nikki. Chill. <laughs> I guess I'll go with that. <laughs> um, thank you so much for hopping on the, the chat today. This is this is this is great. I had fun. Very thank helpful. you for having me. Of course. Yeah. So hit her up if you got questions. Yeah. Um, till next time, folks. Greg Carlson, Pivotal Moments Podcast. Let's go. Cheers.